Genre. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one hiding on the ceiling minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Preeti Chiver. Hey, Welcome thanks back. for coming back. Good to have you. I couldn't leave it hanging. I had to I come know, back. Right? <laughs> we gotta get it. We gotta get the resolution <laughs> on this Thanksgiving <laughs> thing. Leave it hanging. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's that kind of week. Here. I appreciate you, Preeti. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Crafting beautiful wordplay uh, here on your <laughs> on your podcast well, listening device. That's all device. the time we have. So <laughs> we'll right? that's, just, that's what we came here for, and we nailed it. I think <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to. Um, today we are talking about minute eighty-seven, uh, which begins with MJ getting just the worst look from from Norman, uh-huh. the creepiest look, and uh, ends with Norman sort of doing a snort through his nose and then investigating the balcony looking for Peter and or Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> oof. Yeah, I guess we should <laughs> pay off our discussion from yesterday about uh, looks and what have this you. Is, <laughs> it, is, it is so... Like, he literally gives her a once-over. Yeah. And it is so cartoonishly devious yeah. that even when... Like, uh, it's it's like it's so cr- okay. So he gives her the once over, mm-hmm. makes eye contact. She looks down in shame, and then he continues to look, smirk, and sort of nod approvingly to oh, himself. Uh, well, no one is even looking at him. Like it is, it is the creepiest, just the creepiest five it seconds. Is so so gross, and <laughs> yeah. it is. It's it's like making me think of like. The wolf from those old cartoons. Yes, yes. Yeah. The like oh, yellow zoot suit. Oh god, there's like tongue hanging out of his mouth and his eyes. Yeah, oh. and like Aluga. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're only like one or two degrees off from that. Uh, really, really, like it is that. Oh, I'm waiting for the like. How you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> god, is this um. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I guess I hate to take it there, but I, I, I feel like we need to, we, we need to, we need to. I can't wait how this sentence ends. Yeah. I, I, wanna, I just want to connect these these dots because, and it's the first time that I've ever really put this together uh, specifically. But is this moment of like Norman being way too into his 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 kid's girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this moment supposed to be sort of 
the thing that we're supposed to be thinking about later on in the on the bridge when the oh. goblin says me and MJ are going to have a hell of a time. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh. I hope not. Probably though. Oh. No, no, cuz I think no, that I mean, like uh, No, I don't uh, think so. I think that yeah. one is okay. just straight up like Too murder much. and mayhem, right? Yeah. That, okay. Like that this this was I think this is, I mean, and maybe this is controversial, but I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I think this is a moment that's bridging the, like, disgusting male nature that's moved forward, as we were talking about last week, mm-hmm. um, of Norman Osborn to the forefront. Yeah. I think this is a bridging of, uh, honestly, a little bit more of Norman than the Goblin. The Goblin's just giving him the ability to just do it, right? Right. But yeah. Yeah. Okay man in you know he's like a very rich white powerful man and used mm-hmm. to getting what he wants and maybe social decorum says that you don't do these things but the goblin is so that out the window yeah, but i think right. the goblin is destruction death and mayhem that's okay. fair yeah yeah i i feel like where we're heading to at the end of the movie is probably less like you know really grotesque I don't know, Frank Millerdom or something, and more like tying somebody to railroad tracks type of uh, right. villainy that we're getting to. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would be, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention uh, in the overhead shot, there are three really great looking pies. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I am, I am ready for Thanksgiving. You guys, yeah. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. It is it is um, dinner time and somebody's late and we can't eat them yet? Good goodness gracious! Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I a gotta good say, I don't love I don't love pecan pie. It's not my jam. Oh no! What are, uh, what are your preferred pies? Well, technically, it's not a jam. It's a what? syrup. Oh, right, sure, yeah. So if pecan is not your preferred <laughs> pie, what <laughs> what previous pie? Uh, I'm running out of alliteration. <laughs> we, we're in Preeti. We understand each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I also I love I love the the books stacked in the fireplace. That's pretty great. <laughs> that's that's also like Although is that like a closet next to the fireplace? I think that's like a uh it's it's not very deep. I think it's just like a wall art random thing. I don't know. It looks I think like a door, doesn't it? It does look Yeah, door-ish. it looks like a door. Yeah. Like, it looks like there's a hole for a door now like they just took it. Yeah. <laughs> we just put it in the corner. Is that is Maybe that the door the, to the like negative space? Yeah, the yeah. Zone. Uh, it's, it's like the door to the opposite apartment. This like used to be. A hotel. <laughs> yeah. They're like they're like you can't use this, so we're just gonna take the doorknob away from you. Oh, oh um, okay, yeah. <laughs> is there one on the other side? Can they get in here? Oh, that's none of your business, sir. You're, <laughs> that ends right here. This property. Wait a line. minute. Yeah. Hold on, where is... I'm a little confused about the setup now all of a sudden. Okay, yeah. Where is the oven? So the oven is, uh, like, literally uh, the corner where the hinges of the door are, uh, where it butts up against, like, the stove there. That's that's where the oven is, where she was pulling yeah. out the... Yeah. Right. So it's the opposite... It's it's the opposite side of the kitchen from where the sink is. It's okay. on the opposite okay. side. Okay, I was like, yeah. that makes sense for, like, a garbage New York apartment where everything is as far as... 
Like, if you have the space, it's all organized really poorly. Yeah. Mm, but for a second, funny. I was like, is that at night? Wait, do they have a dishwasher? I would, I'm going to murder them if they do. That's ridiculous. Uh, I can't tell. I don't know. Sorry. This is, like, not interesting. No, it is. Was- <laughs> this is what people come to the podcast for, is the, the yeah. minutia of the set decoration. Look, earlier, earlier, we talked about 10 minutes. We talked 10 minutes about Aunt May having a pot on her radiator. <laughs> <laughs> and fair, just trying to figure point. out what that was. Yeah. So fair point. Yeah. Best episodes, I'd say. Um, we- uh, <laughs> so, so they all start to sort of like inch up when they hear the noise of someone coming in, right? Uh, to investigate, and we see uh, Peter flip into the into his bedroom and take off his mask. Yes, this is, in my <laughs> opinion. The absolute best yes. this costume ever looks. That, yes. I, that's literally what my, my note says right here. I, it's a, I think this is the best the suit looks in the entire movie. Reveal mask fake out is the note I wrote down. I'm so glad you're on the same page because it is, it is so gorgeous. Ah, I love it yeah. so much. Because it's doing everything it's supposed to be doing, which is it's supposed to be black webbing. And the silver is supposed to be accentuating the black and just showing up in like light shine, you know, kind of situations. But we've seen it out in like broad daylight. So the silver is what's been popping. Right. Overwhelming. Yeah. But in indoors, it's, oh, it's the black webbing and then the edge is shiny. Oh, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's doing the thing where it's like, it's like webbing glistening in the sun. Like that's what it's supposed to be reminiscent of. And it looks incredible in this scene. and it's yeah. it's funny because i appreciate that it's so textured and mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know that it's not like i i like the new suit a lot actually in homecoming mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i i think it looks amazing it's fun yeah mm-hmm. but i like how like homegrown this is because <laughs> he didn't have a Tony Stark to make him like a $500 million suit or whatever. Right, right. It's, it's very right. elaborate, but it's still identifiably fabric here. Right, and it's like yeah. Peter like painstakingly like having to put these whatever material that is down <laughs> like line by line. I love it. It's really mm-hmm. fun, yeah. And I think it's the best that the like reveal gag works in maybe any of the movies is that you know the conceit that you have is that always that spider spider man can just pull off his mask and then he you know his mask just comes off whereas they build the suits where it's all one connected piece except for these right. reveal bits um and so they have to do some like trickery some a little bit of cgi wizardry to get it to pull off so cleanly there um but it it looks convincing here in almost every other one you can almost like see the seams where it's happening, but it's just, he lands, he stands up, he pulls off the mask. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Spider-Man. There he is. Uh, I I don't know how, why it works so much better here. I, I that <laughs> the transition they use or something, maybe it's just the way they lit it on the day, it's but how, boy, oh boy. I think it's like how fast it is. And I agree. I think the lighting mm. definitely lends to it because it's not, it's in that low, like evening light. Yeah, but mm-hmm. also like you're already looking, like you're looking at the mask, or you're already looking at Peter's face. So you're yeah. not even seeing, you're not even watching the mask as it goes down, really, right? Because you're exactly. already like, 
oh my God, people are coming over the stairs and then Peter's going to get that oh look on his face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. it's real fun. Um, the, uh, and then the, 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 I also think that not only does the, the, does the webbing look the best that it ever does. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, just, but like the rest of the costume too, like when he's up on the ceiling yeah. and you're, you can see like all of the, like the muscle patterns that they've painted into the costume to sort mm -hmm. of like make them pop, but they actually legitimately look like his muscles. Yeah. They look know? convincing there. It's, yeah. Ah. Uh, it's really cool. Like on in the blue sections, like under his arms or whatever, where it would be impossible for that oh. level of definition to actually come through. But you look at it and it's just like a comic book come to life. It's so it's exciting. Like I get excited at this bit every time. And I think part of it too is <laughs> I bet some other people do too. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> part of it is like um, last week we talked about, we don't get as many in this film as in some of the other films moments of like the, the, physicality of spidey that the like just at, right out of the comic book physicality of the crouching and moving and whatnot mm -hmm. but like the flip when he jumps in and lands and then the pose he takes on the ceiling are sort of back to back these images of spidey that just seem 100 percent uh oh that's that's yeah. that character if that's the superhero who climbs on walls and flips and is agile and everything like it feels less like Oh yeah, they they have an actor and they put him in a suit and he's doing whatever and you know for mm -hmm. the sake of this movie, yeah, it's a hero. It it's my my kid brain activates, I guess, and is like that's Spidey. He's really there on the on the ceiling. <laughs> I mean, they mm -hmm. had the benefit of like really this was arguably you know the first mo the most realistically like I not accurate but like um. Mm -hmm what's the word I'm looking at? Like visually realistic version of Spider-Man we'd ever seen. Right. That yeah. made sense and paired with the image that we have of him in our head. Right. And like, I don't, I don't like, I, I know that we like people hate on this movie and they hate on Tobey Maguire, mm -hmm. but like this was the most Spider-Man you were going to get. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. At that point in time, like this was the epitome of what we could have hoped for from a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In terms of like look and feel and who he was. And this mm -hmm. this minute specifically too in terms of that the the stakes are extremely high mostly in terms of him being caught out as Spidey, not in like I don't know, somebody dying or a, a bridge collapsing or something like it's just about Which is such a Spider-Man thing to do. Yes. Right. Yes. And and what's so great about this scene in particular, right, mm -hmm. is that it's the it's the Hitchcock thing where mm -hmm. We as the audience are watching this and we know the bomb is under the table. Yes. But, right. but Peter, Peter doesn't know that Norman is, is the goblin. Right. And, and so when he's hiding, he's just hiding because he needs like Aunt May and his friends not to know that he's Spider-Man, but right. he doesn't know that he's also hiding his identity from the goblin, but right. we know. Yes. And so it just makes this scene so good. This scene is actually like almost verbatim in the kept draft. It's uh -huh. one of the only verbatim scenes in the kept draft that made it all the way through to the shooting draft, wow. basically untouched. The only yeah. addition is, is Aunt May. Um, and the, you know, the, you know, he's kind like of a slob, isn't change. he? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. He's kind of a slob, isn't he? And you know, all brilliant men are. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Thank you, Aunt May. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if anyone can say it, Aunt May can say it, right? Yeah. yeah, I feel like she 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 earned it. 
in mm-hmm. some way. But I also think Absolutely. that this this scene is so comic book. You know, it's yes. so and not in the like literally like panel to screen sort of way, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the like how many times have we seen Peter in this sort of situation where he's on the cusp of being found out or there are things that he doesn't know that you as the reader know and you're like dying for him to figure it out yeah, because yeah. he's going to be in so much trouble. You know, the whole like in Ultimate Spider-Man, the Bendis run, like everyone freaking finds out that Peter <laughs> is Spider-Man. It's true. In yeah. like, you know, 15 issues or whatever, except day Jonah Jameson, poor guy. But like everybody knows, but you know... I'm trying to remember. It's been a while, but like you, mm. the the tension between Goblin and Peter in that is yeah. not dissimilar to the t- and they came out around the same time, so it makes sense. Yeah, but it's yeah. not dissimilar to the tension here, where there's like a a weight, a shifting weight in terms of secrecy and you know that sort of thing, which makes yeah. this so much like so much more interesting to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like like the conceit with the blood as well that like. Um, Spidey's one of the only characters that you could create this weird tableau with, that you could block yeah. this sort of scenario with. Like, there's other scenes in this movie that uh, I very much feel like, oh, yes, this is a superhero hero moment. This feels like a superhero, but it, I could just as easily slot Superman in there and it would function mm-hmm. about the same. Right. But The this... apartment fire is a perfect example. Yeah, exactly. Last week's uh, bit with saving the kids from the fire or whatever, the, the baby. But this scene <laughs> about... You know, they <laughs> they they come in and they don't know, and then all of a sudden he's on the ceiling, and the tension is about the gravity from the wound. Like mm-hmm. that is, it's only this could only happen with Spider Man as a character right. or somebody else who's stuck to a ceiling, but that's not going to happen that often. Uh, I will I will say though, <laughs> Peter, come on, think this through, buddy. You you're sticking with all four of your limbs right now, just like let go with one hand and catch them. <laughs> I thought about it and I was like because while I was watching this scene I was like I did that thing that we all do when we're watching movies and you're just like oh it's so easy just like move your hand (laughs) you know but like the thing is is Norman would either feel it like the man heard the blood drop right yeah on the ground you don't want to risk like just how many times you even like sense like you get a feeling and there's like a bug behind you. Right. Yeah. Just the movement. Part of you. <laughs> your spidey sense. How many times well, can I bring up like faux spidey sense? Yeah. <laughs> every every day this week. Yeah. And I think that uh I think that Peter isn't so much concerned about Norman hearing the blood as he is worried about it dropping on Norman. No, no, head. I know. But <laughs> yeah. just the idea that he would like uh if he just moved his hand to catch the blood. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that might risk, alert him. Yeah, yeah. risks right. feeling like, you know, his hair move or something because of the right. wind or whatever it is. Because he'd have to move his hand pretty quickly in order to catch that blood. Right. Right. Uh, that, that li- like a, a ketchup packet. <laughs> oh, I love blood. it. It's disgusting. That, it's like congealing uh, and like. Yeah. The most opaque and bright red and like gloopy blood that I, I don't. There's something so I don't want mean cartoony as like a derogative, but there's just something so cartoony about the big old splash of bright red tomatoy blood landing there. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Norman. It's just, it's it's, just it's like so a my, much it's, of it. It's like a mini yeah. Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> 
Um, one of, one of my favorite details here, and I, I don't want to jump to the end end if we have more to talk here, but I just want to point it out before I forget is I love the, the two little camera gags that we have about, um, you see a person, you turn, you know, you do a whip pan or whatever mm-hmm. to somebody walking in and turn back and they're gone, which is always one of mm-hmm. those low tech things that I love because obviously you just duck out of sight of the camera lens. <laughs> right. Moment. But it's it's so fun to see it play out uh, as it does. And then the second one is when we're with Norman looking at the blood and then we tilt up to the ceiling and see that Spidey's mm-hmm. gone from there. Mm-hmm. When we tilt back down, in the amount of time it took us to tilt up, Defoe took another step forward. And then when yeah. the, when the camera comes back down, he's he's suddenly closer than he was before. So we get like an extra Ugh. surprise moment. Like I yeah. I love how effective that no, is. No, that's really great. Ugh, that's so, really, really good. So low yeah. tech, but so fun. And I also this is a little early on and I'm backtracking a little, but I love <laughs> I'm just gonna keep bringing up Aunt May. <laughs> Yeah, sure. But I love that she's the first one to start going up the stairs because inevitably it's always Aunt May who's gonna like ruin Peter's secret. Like, I love like I always talk about my favorite pan, my favorite Spider-Man panel of all time, and of course now I'm like losing what issue it's from because it's not like an amazing Spider-Man. I think it's like the many loves of Spider-Man or something. Uh But it's that (laughs) panel where he and Black Cat have gotten. Like this bag of money, this like duffel bag of money, which Peter accidentally ends up with Whoops. after trying to foil a bank heist. He's like, <laughs> he's like sitting in his room. He's holding a duffel bag of money. He has the suit on, but no mask, and he doesn't know what to do. And he oh. hears Aunt May coming up the stairs, <sighs> and she's like, "Oh, Peter!" And he's like. <laughs> trying to shove the money under his bed and that's not working and he just doesn't know what to do. And it's literally this panel of him holding the bag, like panicking, 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 instincts. And his instinct is to throw the bag out the window. <laughs> and then the next panel is just him like, instincts bad. <laughs> so, so that is bad. Spider-Man to a T. Yeah. It's like my Ugh. favorite one because it's like, oh. So like, so same good. here, you know, where it's like, he's like, you can see that like look on his face that Aunt May is instigated by pulling everyone up the stairs. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh no. Caught with your proverbial pants down. <laughs> right. Literal pants down, I guess. You know. I, yeah, uh, he's in a onesie. He's sure. in a onesie. Yeah. It's well, like, and I, I also need to point this out because I just I find the logistics of this hilarious because yeah. it happens off camera. Mm-hmm. So I but I, I wish we could have seen it happen. Because when they're going up the stairs, the order of people are Mm. Aunt May, Harry, MJ, and Norman. But then when they come through the door, it's Aunt May and then Norman running up behind her. So (laughs) that means he raced everyone up the stairs. Like he like he squeezed past them to get to Peter's room faster. Yeah. Wait, wait. And, and Harry comes up in the rear like, I guess it's just what he's like today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dad's a weirdo. At all. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Such, such fun. I love Aunt May's glasses, too. Yeah. Some, some real nice old lady glasses. Mm-hmm. It's good. Some works it's with the apron. It's great. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, Everyone always talks about the evolution of Aunt May from like, you know, <laughs> Fields to Marissa Tomei, whatever. But right. I have a place in my heart for all Aunt Mays. 
As a try. Yeah. There's <laughs> this one works quite well uh, when yeah. she is used. Uh, I don't think she's used enough in this movie, but I agree. <laughs> when she's there, it's great. Uh, I apologize. There's like a what sounds like thunder behind me. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I'm just gonna let it pass. It's okay. a um, jet of some sort. No, it's actually a, a dumpster being wheeled very, very slowly across the, <laughs> the parking lot. Yeah. Okay, it's done. Speaking okay, of cartoons. Enough. Yeah, speaking of cartoons. <laughs> that's how you make a thunder noise. Uh, <laughs> so, so Preeti, uh, I don't know. I mean, you've kind of you kind of talked around it a little bit, but tell us, uh, tell us about you know the first time that you saw this movie, were you already a Spider-Man fan at that point? Or, or was this the thing that sort of like launched it for you? Um, I, I, I've always been a big Spider-Man fan. Uh, you know, there was my, I have an older brother and so he would bring home a lot of comics and mm. like, you know, and that's such, I hate when like people say that like, Oh, my brother got me into it. But like, there really <laughs> is like a, there's like a weird thing with like, Especially, like, you know, in the 90s when I was growing up with, like, women in comic book stores and, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. So, I was always a Spider-Man fan, but I would, by the time high school hit, I would kind of, like, fallen by the wayside a bit. Um, but when this movie came out, I was psyched, because, like, I don't know, like, when... I don't understand how someone could know anything about Spider-Man and not love this character deeply. Like, yeah. I, I don't, he's such the, like, prototypical sort of, like, everyman in the sense that, like, he's not Clark Kent, he's not Bruce Wayne, he's not these unreachable goals of humanity. He is, like, mm-hmm. this poor schmo who, like, always, like, sticks his foot in his mouth, like, doesn't have his shit together and, like, all of this stuff, but is a superhero and, you know, not always great at it. But when he's good, it's because he wants to be so good. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like, it's about that, like, want to be better and want to be, like, the person that you know you have the potential to be, even if you don't always reach that potential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when this movie came out, I was in high school. What year was this? Like, 2002, right? Yeah. So I was was graduating high school. And... Mm. um, I remember, like, I bought the soundtrack. <laughs> I loved the soundtrack so <laughs> much. <laughs> Gotta love that Chad Kroger. No, no, no. It was, like, injected and, like, Defy and that weird Aerosmith cover of the <laughs> It was amazing, you know? And, like, then, you know, the movie, and it's, like, Tobey Maguire was so cute, and he was like best friends with Leonardo DiCaprio. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like it was that like is, the perfect. That is thing. not the first time that that relationship has come up on oh, this show. <laughs> why would it? It's it an important. Not. Facet, it's yeah. an important relationship. <laughs> so like it was just this, and that scene like. That like scene, that sexual awakening scene when he like takes his shirt off and he's hot all of a sudden <laughs> after being like the dorky kid, and you're just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> there are just so many pieces of this movie that like worked so well for the age that I was when it came yeah. out, or, like you know, seventeen or whatever. It mm-hmm. was it was great. It was like just such a like fun experience of the one of the first times. 
It was in the. It was. I'm like stumbling a little because I'm so excited. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> but it was. It was like at that era where like Harry Potter is coming out, Lord of the Rings are coming out, and these mm-hmm. things that you grew up with and thought you would never get to see like done in the way that you saw them in your mind. You know, not in the like cartoon or the TV like forty dollar budget version. (laughs) Right. It it was amazing. It was it was the beginning of this like, oh, we can create. We we have the technology to like take what you've always seen in your head and put it on screen in Mm -hmm. with real people. Mm -hmm. And it was it was the start of that that move with movies where where they started taking the material like seriously mm-hmm. to 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 in in a way where they're like well we can just do this thing like we don't have to yeah. say yeah that's what we're doing but we're movies so we're going to change it right um you know like the the perfect example of that like the the one that I always think of is when they made that lost in space movie in the 90s right right <laughs> with, with Matt LeBlanc and you're just yeah. like what is this because this isn't <laughs> lost in space yeah um, and they're like right but it's a movie so we had to make a movie version yeah yeah so we had to make it completely different um whereas and this is a weird comparison but 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 you know hang on uh-huh. uh this 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 Spider-Man trilogy reminds me of the Adams Family movies. Yes. Where, no, oh my God. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where where it was just like no no we're just gonna do the Adams Family. That's what we're yeah. gonna do. Yeah. And, and we're just gonna do it as a, it's gonna be a movie, but it's just gonna be the Adams well, Family. Also, it was people who grew up on it who are now yeah. old enough in the position to create the thing that they wanted. Right. Right. It was right. like right. it wasn't like necessarily executives being like, hey, this thing's really popular. Let's turn it into a movie. It was right. people like, I loved Spider-Man my whole life, and now I want to put it on screen for all the people who are like me. It's yeah. really interesting when you can trace that lineage because it like Batman's a really good example of this because mm-hmm. If you look at so you have you have 60s Batman, which was basically a bunch of people making a show about a character none of them cared about. Right. They're like, let's just make this goopy, goofy, fun, campy thing and just make a comedy uh, and, yeah. and we'll do that. And then they did that. And then Tim Burton comes around and was like, well, I hated that. So let's do the opposite of that. Let's do this dark thing. Like mm-hmm. I've got this killing joke comic and I want to make yeah. this, but I want to make it into a movie. And so he does his two Batman movies. And then Joel Schumacher who grew, <laughs> up, grew up with the 1960s thing was like, oh yeah, Batman. I know that. It's like the 1960s right. show. And so he makes two movies that are based off the 1960s show. And then Nolan comes along and does his version of the Tim Burton thing. And it's just cycles back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to the next crack at the '60s version myself. I'm I'm oh yeah. <laughs> Day one. I wish, I, I wish we were getting like Ben Affleck doing 1960s Batman. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Can you imagine Ben Affleck doing the Batusi? Because yes. I can, and it <laughs> I can. It is it is glorious, and I want it. Because like you know what, Ben Affleck started his career with like semi comedy. Granted, mm-hmm. he was usually like the dick. But yeah. I could see it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> that was a great so anyway. example, Scott. That went. Very it was. Well. That was really, really strong. 
Good to know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's day is the richer for it. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think that's all we got for 87. What do you guys think? I, I think, think so. that's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, Preeti, plug. Okay. So earlier this week, I told you about Daisy Geek Girls. Now I'm just going to tell you yes. to follow me on Twitter because I realized I forgot to do that. Um, I am at Run With Skizzers, uh, and I tweet a lot. Yeah. So. You do. You do. Find her there. You know, yeah. a worthwhile it's, follower you know. if I ever saw one. It's 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 all awesome, but it is it's a lot. It is it will give you a range of emotions. Uh, <laughs> you will you will you you will go from you know joining you in in being enraged about a thing to like just laughing hysterically at something <laughs> ridiculous, uh, and and they'll be like two tweets apart. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like total I'm whiplash. Mercurial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I can't recommend following Preeti enough. Uh, so it's so go do that. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we will be back tomorrow with minute eighty-eight. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>